Hi, I'm Madonna. I'm your worst nightmare. To rule the world. Why don't you show them what you do, honey? You've never had more fun with anyone else. People, people, we gotta move on to the next song. Somewhere I'm sweet between. and I'm a bitch, you know what I mean? And that's always been the way it is. I'm, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm waiting. Hi, I'm Neil Simons, and you're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast. Hey, guys, it's Tony. Mr. Wazy, believe me, I'm not some little lamb lost in the woods. And hey, everybody, I'm Stefan. Welcome to another episode of MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna, Louise, Veronica, Ciccone. This week on the podcast, we're happy to welcome Neil Simons to the show. Welcome, Neil. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. Welcome, Neil. Hello from New York. <laughs> Hello from London. Whenever I speak to, to American people, I always jump into a Madonna 2004 overly British accent. Like, <laughs> Please really do awkward. so. <laughs> I was uh, watching a little bit of Absolutely Fabulous last night, and um, I, always, I always want to mimic their, epi- their, uh, their accent, and my British accent is probably worse than Madonna's. So <laughs> <laughs> I doubt I, I will try to keep that <laughs> off the podcast for today. <laughs> Neil, how's everything going in London under the circumstances of COVID? We are exiting our lockdown slowly from from this week, so people are oh, start, good for you. people are starting to venture out again. There's a lot of obvious nervousness and quite a few mixed messages from our government mm-hmm. as what we should and shouldn't be doing. But it's nice to see well, people getting back out again. We wouldn't know anything about mixed messages in the government here in the United States. <laughs> no, not at all. Everything, everything is just swimmingly wonderful. I had, yeah, uh, I had Trump had found a cure and everyone was going back to normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I went out and bought a couple of bottles of bleach and some straws, you know. Um, yeah, I know. I'm having my Clorox, co- <laughs> my Clorox cocktail right now as we speak. <gasps> but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a little confusing right now, but um, we're still, we're still waiting for definitive word and yeah we'll get through this guys you know we just gotta hang in there hold hold tight everyone yeah (laughs) otherwise you'll end up in a body shop you know what i mean yeah yeah just feel free neil feel free to madonna pun away yeah but that last one was one of the worst madonna yeah that was really cool (laughs) (laughs) and thank you neil for calling me out on it that's no problem (laughs) We can all just be like, well, the problem with Madonna's death scenes is she's she's done so many in films and never done a convincing one yet. So I don't think that we need to go near Exactly. <laughs> I thought her Dick Tracy death scene was quite nice. Oh, come on. She oh. like sighed before she passed the, out. The, little, the, 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 the romantically backlit kiss with Warren Beatty and then mm-hmm. the drop. I've never... I've never seen anyone else die in a film with a smirk quite as quite as pronounced as that before. <laughs> well, also, you know, in, in Body of Evidence, you know, she gets shot in the water and then she floats back up with a full face of makeup. I'm just like, what's going on? Flawless. <laughs> I've never seen anyone float to the a corpse look so flawlessly done. <laughs> oh, my God. Where do we begin with Neil? There is so much ground to cover here. Yeah, well, can we do a little This Week in Chaconi before we get to Neil? Oh, was she doing stuff this week? Well, I mean, <laughs> she's always a little busy. I think, I don't know if you saw, she started Madonna on the Mend. She's begun her stem cell treatment for her hip and knee injuries. Oh, good, because last week she was Madonna on the Move. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> she has been a bit 
like I, I was shocked that she was as like in the house as she was at the beginning with all of the typewriters. And now it seems like she's literally cavorting around like she was, you know, it's, I, I think she was in London and then now she's back in the Hamptons and uh, yeah, she seems busy during quarantine now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I hope that this uh, procedure that she's undergoing will ease her of this pain she's had for the last six to eight months and, and, you know, she can get on with her life, you know? Mm. be interesting to see if this is a get on with her life into something new or whether she wants to pick up the Madam X character from where she left off because it does feel like she, it does feel like a little bit of unfinished business there oh absolutely I mean the typewriter is still going <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not seen the eye patch recently which is music to uh, my that, yeah that that and the grills could go away forever if you you know and I'd be a <laughs> yeah. happy boy but I have a feeling she might whip those back out uh, for the release of the tour film, which I assume we're getting at some point. Yeah, here's here's hoping. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, still so have, we... I still have thoughts of a Netflix documentary. I, I swear that th- we're getting one. I mean, there's enough fodder for something like that. So um, yeah, so last week uh, we had "I Don't Search, I Find." Additional remixes released. I think those are doing pretty well on the charts and. And yeah, Madonna on the mend. Well, in my mind, those remixes are doing well. I don't know about everybody else, but I often live in a Madonna bubble. And in my mind, they're number one on every chart right now. You know, it's like it's, it's on every radio station. I don't listen to the radio, but it's on every radio station and it's on the top of my Spotify playlist constantly. So it's funny. I don't do it so much anymore, but whenever there was like a Madonna happening or, or a release, I would always check like major media to see if, you know, it was being reported on because it's so important you know (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting that she's been quite quiet with a lot of these online concerts that are having i don't know if you're having having many over there we've had quite a few multi-act shows over here and and yeah she's kept her head down and i know she's made the donation and she's done all that great stuff but you know it just seems from the madam x era onwards she's not actually doing what she does which is sing when she's either on TV or singing like she's got the opportunity to now. It's been quite it's been quite strange how quiet she's been for doing what she's known for. No, you're absolutely right. I was thinking the other day, why haven't we seen her on an Instagram live with any of her friends or collaborators? Mm. That would be interesting. I mean, mm. you know, maybe she could pull the guitar out. She's resting. She's oh, tired. God. The tour tuckered her out. COVID nineteen yeah. exhausted her. Yep. But, um, well, listen, this wouldn't be our first time being frustrated with our queen. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm shit. glad she's, I'm glad she's resting. I'm glad she's, she's got to take care of herself and she'll come back mm-hmm. and well, we ain't seen the last of her yet. You know, she'll, she'll come no. back eventually. And, um, I mean, but yes. you know what they, you know what they say? You can't shoot a moving target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Neil. I do yes. before we we do want to talk about Neil. I, I want to give our listeners a little background. Since two thousand three, Neil has been the promoter of the Madonna fan party that happens annually at GAY in London, which celebrated the thirtieth event last June. And wow, also yeah. for the past twenty years, he's been in charge of the Maidenhead and District Stroke Club, which helps to reestablish survivors of stroke. 
Neil, I read that you won the Queen's Award for Voluntary Service and went to Buckingham Palace in recognition. That's amazing. What? Like, that that was, is amazing. Yeah, so we um we got nominated by the Prime Minister, funnily enough, um, a couple of years ago. She she lives locally to where I do and comes along mm-hmm. comes along every Friday morning and says hi says hi to the members. Um, and without knowing it, we had a series of background uh, background checks and things done on on the club itself, and had a lovely letter saying you've been shortlisted for the Group MBE Master of the British Empire. Um, wow. Queen's Award. Um, so we had a series of interviews and inspections and all other kinds of really scary stuff. Didn't think for one moment that a little group like ours would, would get it. But um, yeah, then this time last year, we we found out that, that we'd been awarded it. So it's weird. You don't get into volunteering to get awards and things like no. that. I, I quite often feel awkward talking about it, but it, it was no, it was um, it, it, it was just really, really special. And was, we were surrounded by lots of other people that had been shortlisted and won and everything else as well. So it was it was a really really surreal really really special day so really nice. you got to meet the queen yeah we got to meet the queen we got to meet prince charles oh. and a few other, a few other minor royals who are the some oh, of the more so exciting fun. ones yeah let really me ask was. you just a quick aside um how do you, would you compare queen elizabeth ii to madonna i mean we're talking about royalty <laughs> so oh I, got my into, God. I got into <laughs> i got into trouble with this totally, oh, that's hysterical <laughs> So um, I had a beer chat with Madonna in Chicago, and okay. um, and and she, as part of the the, the stick, you guys will know, she asks the yeah. person, "Where do you live?" And I said, "Oh, I live in a place in 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 Maidenhead, which is near Windsor in the UK, where the Queen lives." And yeah. she shot me a look like she'd just seen a skid mark on a hotel towel. It was like, <laughs> oh my god! I literally just bollocked up. You stepped You you misstepped on that one. And then she, she just looked at me and said, "Queen," and then just stared. And I recovered it, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's my queen versus queen moment there. Yeah. <laughs> was it just like it was? In the, is it just like they have in the Crown? I watch the Crown on Netflix, and I'm always in in awe of the like opulence that they. Or have. in the Queen, where you see Michael Sheen as the Prime Minister, like having to learn how to walk, you know. And <laughs> it, it, it's all very staged, but when you have the one-on-one moments, it's actually really nice. What's well, well, oh. you, you know, you, you you shake hands and you you bow slightly, and then. They're asking, you know, they're asking you questions. It's very, mm-hmm. very, very easy. It's not, it's not as formal as you would expect it to be, but it was really lovely. But it, it's got to be surreal to be looking at someone face-to-face that you've looked at on money your whole life. <laughs> 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 yeah, she doesn't look like that in the flesh. There's a few, there's a few people we can say that about, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> Did you get a selfie with her, the Queen? No, strictly, strictly no, no, strictly no selfies. No, it was very Madame X. It was very you know, Madame X. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we were trusted with our phones that we didn't have to lock them away in bloody pouches as we went in. But no, no, no selfies with the royals. But we got lots mm. of photos inside Buckingham Palace of us. We had some mementos. Neil, you're, I think you're our first guest who's had a royal audience. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> We've stepped it up. <laughs> We've stepped it up, you know. So um, we go back to 1993 to when you first saw Madonna Live. Obviously, yeah. the girly show, a show I did not get to see because in the United States, it was not very well represented. She didn't but, like us that much at that time. But that's okay, you know. I mean, um, you got to see the girly show. How many times did you see it and where did you first see it? And I. How did your head explode when you first saw it? <laughs> Do you know what? The girly show was how actually the Madonna fan party idea started. I mean, okay. I was, I Go was, for it. I was 15, <laughs> 15 years old. And when you were, I don't know what it was like with you guys. 
you're at school, you're 15, you're gay, you're out, all that kind mm-hmm. of, everyone, everyone's into Nirvana, everyone's into Pearl oh, Jam. You like, you I like wasn't me. out, I was in yeah. Texas. Okay. <laughs> but, but no one likes Madonna. So for me, yeah. going into a football stadium with 70,000 other Madonna fans, like, where have these people been all my life? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, um, and, and that for me, I caught two, that, two things came out of that girly show experience. Number one was... I need to be around other people that like Madonna again. Where have mm-hmm. they gone after the show? And the second thing was I was stood next to a couple of people, a couple of daddies on the front row, um, who after the show, I was just grinning. They were grinning. And I said, oh, are you coming back tomorrow? I was like, what do you mean you're coming back tomorrow? The, the idea then of you know going yeah. more than once just didn't occur to me. <laughs> and then they, so they were telling me, oh, we're off to Turkey and we're off to Paris and we're coming tomorrow. And I was like, okay, I want a bit of that. So there and then, that was that was my kind of moment where, right, whenever Madonna tours now, I'm doing as many as I can. I want to be, I want to be like them. And they oh, were really, honey. they were really cool. They get, they they um, gave me a free ticket for the next night as well. Oh. They're um, your Madonna godfathers. Madonna, yeah, seriously. I was in the back, <laughs> like right at the back of Wembley Stadium, like with the bats. But I was in there for the second. <laughs> in in, I, I was in the building. So yeah, that's how it all started. You kind of have to have both experiences, though. I find like mm-hmm. yes. It is far more amazing to have up close, uh, like in-person audience with Madonna where it feels like it's just you and her. But at the same time, y- y- you have to do the do the drudgery of sitting all the, the way drudgery. in the back in the cheap seats. <laughs> you know, like if, if you don't have a cheap seat, you have nothing to compare the good seats to, you know, where it's like, because I, I, I've had that. I think Sticking Sweet was, or Blonde Ambition, those were the two times I had absolutely horrific nosebleed seats. Right. Oh, I, I did it at Madame X. I was up third row, <laughs> last row, literally the last row in the venue. There I was. How was yeah. it? Did it work for did it work from the back? It works for the video projections. Yeah. Uh, especially during, you know, uh, Photo Club Medellin and of course Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and it's just, it's a different vantage point, you know, it's yeah. almost as if, you know, you can kind of edit it in your head with like seeing it up close and seeing mm. it from far away. I enjoyed seeing Rebel Heart from all over the place because I, I shot a load of photos for that. And mm-hmm. every, each night it was okay, tonight, back of the floor, left, right. And, and just, and I did that purposefully so I could get lots of different vantage points for, for my photo, for the photos I took. So I, I do think you do get, you, you do get a different experience depending on where you are from the show. If you are, one yeah. of these, if you are a fan though, that does want to be up her nose every night then obviously they're never going to want to be at the back but right and i i feel like rebel heart and mdna those two shows because they were more stadium shows they were better for that because you could see different things from different vantage points Mm -hmm. much like she did with the super bowl where Mm -hmm. yes if you were up close you got to see her up close but then for all the people of the cheap seats of the super bowl you got to see that elaborate floor staging that they had with the video screens Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so neil how many times did you see the girly show only twice just the the mm-hmm. two nights at Wembley Stadium and and, I, and it only started off the plan as being one act I was 15 I had to lie to my parents they they thought I was away on a school trip and I and I and I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah so just the twice on a school trip and then cut to you seeing a naked girl go down you know a pole <laughs> at In Wembley the, Stadium yeah a soccer stadium yeah <laughs> Okay, what merch did you get from your first Madonna show? I, I, do you know what? I only bought two things. I bought the Sailor T-shirt and I bought the, there was a, a really nice black, black sweater with an image from the rain video on the front of it. Um, oh, I remember those, that. Those were the, I didn't even get a program. I had to buy that a couple of years later. 
Well, as long as you've rectified that mistake. Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah, I have the program. It's on the shelf, never to be looked at. Well, how did you how did you lie about that to your parents? Did yeah. you just say, Oh, we when we were camping in the woods for our science trip, they just there was a Madonna salesman just walking around selling <laughs> us t-shirts. I got away with it like that. We had a nice big HMV near us, so I used to pick up Madonna's ah, t-shirts all right. the time. So they just they just slipped in. I don't think my parents were stupid. <laughs> it's like when I got a little bit older and I started sneaking up into Soho every weekend to go to GAY and said I was staying at my friend ellie's house and they knew damn well that i wasn't doing that they were quite relaxed (laughs) yeah so how much how how long after you caught the madonna fever at the girly show did you start the um the fan parties and how Um, did you get them into gay did it start there or did it start no so so sharon my is one of my closest closest friends in the world she and i were both doing sharon (laughs) doing two separate kind of Madonna events. She was off running kind of afternoon social events uh, in the basement bar of GAY Mm -hmm. on Saturday afternoons. I had started DJing on Saturdays to pay for my Madonna obsession um, (laughs) on top of my main job. So I I was doing Madonna nights. She was doing Madonna afternoons. And we got together. It wasn't until American Life, actually, um, where one day GAY said to us, look, we can't give you the basement bar. We've booked it out. We're going to have to give you GAY late, which is a 400 capacity um, uh-huh. club. Um, so Sharon and I both looked at each other and were like, oh my God, panic. How, how do we manage this? So we bought the two, we bought the two events together. So we, we kept doors opening at 2 p.m. so that the people that wanted to come and chat could still come and chat. And then, uh, but we then started running through to 11 o'clock at night. And... I literally pre-mixed nine hours of videos for that first part for that first party. Um, threw them on, built it like a concert, and for some reason that that formula of first few hours, people can come along and chat with their friends, quieter music, building up into almost the effect, you know, kind of like a concert really, because all the big songs come towards the end. That 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 formula just stuck, and it was through word of mouth to be honest, because the internet wasn't as massive then, in, you know, two thousand and three as it was as as it is now. Um, and people then started talking about it, bringing their friends, um, and that that's how that's how we took it off. Wow! And so you've just you celebrated thirtieth event last year, so yes. congratulations on that. Yeah. I'm curious now with all of the coronavirus wreaking havoc on the world. Are there plans for a 31st edition of we, the fan party? We, funnily enough, we, we got a party in just as the tour hit London in January um, on the Saturday before the tour kicked off, which was crazy because there were so many people that had come in from all over the world for the London shows. We were, before all of this, planning an October event that obviously, you know, at the moment, the government aren't even considering opening pubs clubs nightclubs gyms until the autumn so what we will do something online um whether it be we just broadcast eight hours of mixes online and do something come october and then as soon as we're allowed to open the doors again we will open the doors again because a, a lot of people a lot of madonna fans especially in europe only see each other at our events that's mm-hmm. something really really special that we've created that i will not i will you know as long as people want to come we'll keep doing these they're free people don't pay to come in and and they only a lot of people only see each other when they're together so mm-hmm. we will bring it back as soon as we can 100 percent. that sounds amazing i it i've been reading about this party for literally decades well, <laughs> at least one decade okay or you know 15 I'm years on <laughs> i've been reading about it forever on madonna tribe and just been so jealous because i always want to go um you were also and i just recently read that you 
have been involved with Madonna Tribe for a while too. So are you a, con- a contributor, right? Yeah. So I, I've known Marianne Paolo for for years and years and years, and um, I help moderate the forums there. We do it. I I used to do a lot of um, work with Madonna's promo company through mm-hmm. a friend of mine here, th- through the kind of Ray of Light music, American Life era, you know, listening to which remixes to go on which promo CDs and just going into meetings and stuff like that. So we used to be able to feed through um, lots of info in the in the mm-hmm. early to mid-2000s through to Madonna Tribe. So that's how that's how I met Mario and Paolo. Um, and then obviously got to know Madonna's management team quite well over the last 15, 17 odd years of, of the Madonna fan party events as well. So that's how, that's how sometimes we can break break things earlier than anyone else can. Someone might have no. said to us, you're on the inside. Here, here's yeah. something that you may want to, you may want to hint. And a lot of the time they'll give us a hint and not give us the actual answer. So we'll publish the hint and someone will think that we know the full story. And we actually <laughs> we're, just, we're just going, okay, here's a, here's a pile of CDs. This may or may not be the set list. Boom. <laughs> no, that, that's great because Madonna Tribe has been a consistent source of Madonna information. There's only been a handful of really good um, you know, fan-run sites and this is definitely one of them. So when I so found many, out you were involved. So many have died. It's a real shame. Yeah, they used to be yeah. really fun. But I guess social media has taken over websites a lot now. Well, we're getting such conflicting information because it's a, just a lot of fans theorizing about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I used to, yeah, I, I liked having like the source of websites to go to where like, yeah. yes, yeah, this is the, oh, guess what? Guess who might be performing with her on this award show? And now it's just like people faffing off on Twitter and it's just not the same. Faffing off. Faffing off. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Write that down for future use. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So let's, uh, we're going to jump all over the place. Let's go to Madame X and tell us your Madame X experience. Cause, um, you've had some, as good you mentioned ones. before, you were in the beer chat. I, yeah. So I started off, what did I book? I booked about 47 shows to start with. And I have no idea how many uh, that ended come up again? with. I booked 47 shows to start with. <laughs> were how you, many did you actually get to see I though? Do you know what? I've never actually worked out. I stopped counting shows and stuff after I got to 200 because it was all getting a little bit like dick waving. Yeah. Everyone's mm-hmm. saying how many shows. <laughs> dick waving. Like, I, was like, I was like, I'm not doing this anyway. This is just making people feel bad. Um, so I, I, I booked loads of New York, Chicago, and all the European. And I booked all the European ones. And then when... Highly specialized production knee came along. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Things things started going a little bit wrong, so I've got no idea how many I actually did. I really struggled with the show. The opening the opening night in New York. I remember Dave, uh, my friend Dave Gardner. He's my tour partner, uh, Toronto boy and Madonna tribe. We looked at each other after opening night. I was like, I don't know if I can do another forty six. <laughs> and that and that is the first time I've ever felt that way at a Madonna show. Um, well, now why do you say that? Yeah. I do you know what and it, it's my it's entirely my own fault I'd put so much expectation on what I wanted from the set list that I'd kind of forensically mapped out in my head what I wanted it to be and anything that didn't match it was not going to live up to my live up to what I wanted I was just basically being a brat oh wow. Stefan sounds like we got one of these into the groove queens <laughs> <laughs> no because at, at several shows that we went to people would scream into the groove. Yeah, you know, we call, or, play we call the hats. Play yeah. the hats. Yeah, we call them the Immaculate Collection fans. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, no, no, do you know what? I wanted Rain, I wanted Ray of Light, and I wanted Rescue Me. I wanted my three hours. Rescue Me, yeah. And mm. bitch didn't do either. I didn't do any of them. Um, by the t- So I, I went home from the first few shows in New York, and I went because I, I was going to do more in New York, but um, Belinda Carlisle was touring in, in the UK, and I was working that oh. tour. So I had to nip back to the UK to help Belinda with the VIP meeting 
meet and greets on her tour, then shot back over to Chicago again. And in Chicago, um, Madonna had a chat with me and then I loved it and it was the best thing ever. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does, it does change your perspective on things. When you are in the same energy space mm-hmm. as her, you suddenly it can because i mean i say that all the time where it's like people are like what's your favorite madonna show and i'm like well set list and production wise i'd have to say confessions but personally i love rebel heart because that's the show i got to dance with her mm-hmm. and but in terms of like set list and production wise you know it, it, it teeters back and forth so yeah if you have yeah it, it depends on personal experience you yeah. Know? yeah yeah so, so madam so, madam x oh. was a little Kurt with Stefan, but how was she in your beer chat? <laughs> she was really lovely. I mean, they'd set mine up for me, which was really nice. So he's I, British, I, Tony. They, of course, she's I know she be nice. loves the British. <laughs> Put, give, give the girl a British accent, and she'll be lapping it up. <laughs> it, it, I was no. I was in Philadelphia, <laughs> and I she didn't want to have any of it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I'm, t- was, I'm uh, telling okay. you, the the British accent is a guaranteed bona fide panty dropper for me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh no right i compose yourself tell the story um i'm, I'm stuck on panty dropper wait which came first the polaroid or the beer chat the beer chat the beer chat because she had to go anyway let me tell the story i'm yes. jumping all over the place now myself as well so um i didn't realize it was happening that night so demetrius came in because we i wasn't in i was like row seven or something in the middle of the row that night and demetrius came in halfway during medellin to grab me um like showed me the beer bottle i was like oh christ tonight okay i would have dressed up if i'd have known so then runs me down runs me down to the front and it just all then happened so quickly um she's like oh we've met before la, 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 la. um and then starts groping my leg and i had rips oh. in my i had rips in my jeans now hand shot up my right leg um as she's chatting to me and again not many people can see this so she's talking about quite graphically sexual things to me um <laughs> whilst i'm trying to compose myself with like okay mm-hmm. madonna's basically sitting on my lap with her leg down leg, leg the hand down my leg so so for the first minute or so that was um really 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 surreal and then then <laughs> as you know in the beer chat she then calms down and starts asking you about yourself yes. and what you do and all that kind of stuff it, it, it was it was really really nice i had a long time because it was still relatively early part of the tour as well so, you know, she, whereas by the time it got to London, she was really catty. Um, where, well, I think where, it's because she was just cranky because she was in pain, you know? She was in pain. I, I, she was being told she had to go on stage before half one in the morning. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, it, and it seems that she was, you know, doing, you know, therapy all day prior to, you know, going on stage. So I'm sure that, you know, that can't be fun you know no bless her but she did you know we didn't have knee back in chicago so i think i was i was lucky mm-hmm. um and then towards the end of the chat she said oh when are you going to buy my polaroid and i said look i've just bought this money on tickets i haven't got any money left um <laughs> and then so and then but i i'd, I'd sorted out with her team to to get it in london because i wanted to get it on the night that my husband was there and the, all my friends were in the audience as well he's because he's a big fan but not you know he'll do 10 shows on a tour not not 30 or 40 very um, conservative yeah, exactly. Um, so, so the Polaroid came later. That was in London. That was a nice, that was a nice little moment as well. Wait. So, when you were in London and you did the Polaroid, is it as 
as it was when it was in New York, where you just like rush the stage, no. or is that a little bit more? Is that a little bit more coordinated as well? Um, so Lisbon, it was complete free for all. So everyone in Lisbon was just running to the stage, even if they didn't have any money, which was which was quite Ooh. terrifying. Whereas where was London, security in Lisbon? They, they just what Lisbon was just weird. It was there wasn't <laughs> there was no security apart from her two guys either side of the stage. The place was so big compared. It to was the that was where they filmed the DVD, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Lisbon was just out of control. Um, so whereas then we got to London and everything, they were arranging who was buying it before the show. So if you know if you if you'd spoken to her security, you were getting it. They would walk you to the middle of the front row to buy the Polaroid and do the whole skit. So that was quite so that that was quite stress free to arrange that one because mm-hmm. I, I picked my date. I was like, I'm buying it that night, please. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, where is your Polaroid? Uh, do you know what i keep losing it it's terrible i'm not (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'll hold it for you if you need yeah seriously ship it over (laughs) i've never been one for the stuff so i I like you know i'll keep my tour merchandise and my guitar picks and all that kind of stuff i'm not one of these people that buys 300 copies of every magazine and goes out on record store day to buy 25 green vinyls of an album that i've already got 12 times because really who's got the storage outside of winter castle you know exactly (laughs) so um so the polaroid i've got it it's it's somewhere with my madam x ticket stubs guitar picks and i need to frame it and i've got no excuses for not getting around and getting stuff framed at the moment because we've all got a little bit more time on our hands so i do need to figure out because that's not that's not a cheap polaroid that's something that you don't want to just be like hmm where did i put that and get back to it a couple months later you know like that should be like hanging above your bed i know i'm so unbelievably shit with things like that though because i move on to the next thing really quickly i'm about as deep as a puddle on this stuff i'm like okay done the polaroid tick next what can i do now yeah (laughs) so you do a lot of concert photos i've seen on your facebook you you take concert photos constantly and they're amazing you've published a book of photos that you took during rebel heart tour correct yes so i I, so i used to shoot madonna shows just point and shoot cameras nothing professional because you can't get them in ranging all the way back to drown world and and i my sticky and sweet and mdna books um i'd shown to guy and he was like oh these are actually quite good i was like yeah actually thank you Mm -hmm. so i so so during rebel heart i said look can i shoot the show can i shoot you know can i shoot it properly please can we sort out different places to sit each night so i can get it um so i spent the majority of that tour literally shooting the show because and that and that that made it a really different experience for me because i was one of these idiots that was watching it through a camera lens through the majority of some shows not all shows but some shows um and then i had the photo books made up and they're not cheap to make up so um we did something like 500 a run of 500 um they sold out straight away and it was really nice actually because guy madonna sarah a few of their other management they all got sent a copy as well i had a lovely signed copy of it back from her so that was oh, nice so yeah she, 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 she's classy like that um i really enjoyed doing that i miss taking photos on this tour um and well, I, think I was gonna i was gonna ask you that i was, because it sort of denied us the the usual concert experience of yeah. being able to do that and i was wondering if it was like annoying to you or if you or if you respected that that i respected it it was probably part of my sulk on opening night where i said i can't do another 46 of these because i couldn't (laughs) take a photo so that probably contributed to my to me throwing my toys out of the pram um it wouldn't have felt (laughs) it, it wouldn't have felt right though so I mean, that show with a C in, in those small venues, it would have just felt weird if everyone had had their cameras up the whole yeah. time because everyone would have got their cameras up because they were all so close. So I think right. she made the right, I think she made the right decision. 
Um, even though I personally stuck my bottom lip out and had a big tantrum about it to start with. <laughs> did you like the format of Madame X, though? Like, did you eventually come around? I mean, I think the people that we would hear about complaining were complaining because it wasn't the same format that she would do in stadiums, but you were sort of trading that experience to be super close to her. You know, the fact that she was in these tiny little venues and venturing out into the audience and just being so close, if you ponied up the money, I sort of (laughs) felt like that you traded that, in for the opulence of a stadium show which yeah and 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 as i went on with the run the show absolutely did grow on me i i was never a big fan of the fado section and i knew that and and that was obviously the bit that she was most invested in artistically Mm -hmm. um the music in that section just did not do it for me personal taste i'm a 90s club boy i want 125 beats per minute and i can't oh not a fan of crazy huh (laughs) (laughs) hell no um yeah so um, so for me, the the show felt very stop start stop start, which yeah, is fine. Which which is fine because musicals are, and that's effectively what it was. It was the musical version of the album. Right. Um, a musical does not build like a, like a pop concert does, and that's where I think I struggled a little bit. But I grew into it definitely. I mean, I wasn't hating it by the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always thought she did herself a disservice because it made it sound like she was going on tour, and everyone is so used to. Madonna on tour and what that means and how she's defined tours and concerts over the course of her career that it I almost feel like she should have done like Madonna on Broadway and like hauled up in residence at a Broadway show not had to move around and just let people come to her and on Broadway and then people would have gotten it a little bit better you know as opposed to the but the fact that she was touring around, it sort of confused people. You know, the thing that where, where it didn't link for me was there was a part in the show, you guys will know it, during Vogue, where she's getting changed and she's saying, I'm loving this because I can look into your eyes. Bollocks, you weren't looking into our eyes at all. Um, and <laughs> actually, what, what, what for me, what she missed on this was the opportunity to just sit there with the band and have a half an hour segment of the show each night that was different. Just mm-hmm. let, let, let some audience members shout out some requests. We know that Monty has been trying to get her to sing Gambler for years. We know, oh, that, she's, we, we know that she's rehearsed Angel for two tours now and rejected mm. it because she says that no one will know it. So, so her and Monty sat there I mean, he didn't do anything on the bloody tour anyway, apart from stand in the background during American Life. So her and Monty just sat there with a bloody guitar taking requests from the audience would have just transformed that show. Sing as much bloody crazy as you like after that. But that, that for me, was the one missing part from Madame X. Yeah, I mean, I like when she had her band before the show doing the acoustic songs, and I thought oh, this would have been a fun part if it was actually yeah. her doing it, you know? And yeah. not, not having them before the show, but having them during the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've also read that, you know, that was Guy Ozieri's idea for Madame X is for you to be on stage singing with a band. That's what people want to see. And she resisted, obviously, as mm. we saw, you know? But here's hoping for the next go around, you know? <laughs> The I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that she recovers a, enough that she'll be able to dance at least one more time in a in a show. Yeah. You know, it would kind of like I would feel remiss if Madame X was her farewell to dancing. You know. Well, just let's give up the ghost on the neat squats. That's never happening again. Deep knee squats are gone. Yeah. yeah. I, unless there is some sort of 
hydraulic lift and maybe some cable wires attached to her. I doubt we're going to see that. <laughs> okay. I need to be self-indulgent for a minute because um, Neil is a London resident and um, I want to talk about Madonna's other stage production up for grabs from, uh, God, that must've been about maybe 10, 11, 12 years ago. Maybe even longer. Oh yeah. God. Okay. God, God, another lifetime ago. Yeah. yeah. We're all getting old, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so I am extremely jealous because that show, I didn't have enough lead time to buy tickets, get to London, see the show, go back to New York, you know? So I'm um, extremely, I, I just, I just want to know everything about it. Well, not everything, but, you know, give us some highlights. It, it, was, the, it was the weirdest thing because it got announced out of nowhere and tickets were just dumped on sale randomly one afternoon and everyone just went into complete blind panic. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> were they expensive? They, they weren't too bad, actually. I think it was 35, 45 pounds and then 75 for, for the best seats in the mm. stalls and, and in the circle. Ooh, that's, so, that's so, even cheaper than Broadway. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Um, she, she'd come off the back of Drown World, so it was in that kind of Teflon period. And, and the British press over here at that time were like, that's her last tour. She's never going to tour again after Drown World. So we a lot of us grabbed hold of this because we thought this might be our only chance to see Madonna again after after the last tour because of all the nonsense about that's that's it for for her finishing tour. Little did they know. Little mm. did they know. Yeah, so, several several salaries later. Um, <laughs> so and, and it and it just shot out of nowhere. So. I went every Saturday and most Wednesdays and then a few other random ones like my birthday throughout the entire run. Um, it was fun because I'm, I'm not a fan that tends to stalk her outside stage doors and stuff, but with Up For Grabs, everyone else was doing it, so why can't I? So, so there was <laughs> this whole kind of rigmarole about it where we'd rock up at four o'clock in the afternoon, watch her go in, and then after the show, we'd run around the back and watch her leave, and she'd wave and was lovely and clearly clearly having fun with it all. Um, the, sta- the stage show itself, it, 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 it was what it was. It wasn't boring. <laughs> um, what was, was the late- show about? Um, she played an art collector, um, as one does in the theater. Yeah. And, and waved a dildo around and you know what, having seen it, God knows how many times I saw it. That's basically my recollection of it. And, (laughs) and, and, and Danny Pino was in it. It was a comedy. It was a, I assume. She was was definitely trying to be funny. Um, (laughs) and as, as the run went on and she started breaking character and putting her own lines in, like there was one night towards the end where she literally started going into material girl and you could see the rest of the cast and you could see the rest of the cast just melting down. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, She's like, I'm giving them what they came here for. (laughs) It it became full on panto by the end because we were shouting (laughs) things out to her. She, we were heckling. She was loving it back. (laughs) So, so if, you, if you got to go to some of the la- the latter shows, you had a much, much, much more fun experience. But it, oh. again, it was one of those things whereby, my God, there's Madonna five foot in front of me. I know. Right. I know. <laughs> oh, that would have been fun to see the other cast members. I, that would have been more fun to me than being at the show, seeing the cast members just getting pissed off that she's singing Material Girl. It mm-hmm. was so funny. It was so funny, those last few shows. <laughs> I want to ask you some more London-based questions. So, go for it. You know, I, I feel like Madonna fandom is has hit like a higher pitch than in London than it has over here. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's because you guys are closer together. But tell me about some of like the funnest Madonna fan events, including yours, and including some where she's performed. You know, like I think at Brixton and Shepherd's Bush, she's done some like one-offs. And tell us so which she- are some of the best memories you have from those. Oh my God, some of the best ones. Um... <sighs> 
she performed for American Life. She performed at HMV in London, and and this was one where we had a tip off um, through her record company that that if you queued up all day on the I think it was the Tuesday or the Wednesday, mm-hmm. you'll get a wristband, and then you can come back and queue up all day on the Friday. Um, so that I've, I've never known so many of my friends just walk out of work. I mean, some people, made, <laughs> some people, you know, men were developing period pains. Literally, everyone just. <laughs> ev- ev- all of us just walked out. I left. I left a conference. I was work. I was working for another company at the time before I went self-employed. I literally left a conference room full of three hundred and fifty delegates and jumped in my car and drove into central London on the spot. So, so for, for so for the for the batshit crazy all around what mm-hmm. we used to be like. How, how many jobs we've almost lost? HMV was HMV was really fun. Um, when she did GAY, that that the actual club itself that for, for confessions that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, How many tracks trying... did she do for that show? She did Hung Up, Get Together, I Love New York, Let It Will Be, Everybody. Um, and then she did a little bit of Jump at the end. So mm. five and a bit. That was crazy. And my friend DJ's there, and immediately she finished the stage. As she walked off the stage, um, we played the Immaculate Collection version of Like a Prayer straight afterwards. So everyone was still cheering. And it went, God, and everyone thought she was coming back on to sing Like a Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> that was cruel. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and we've had book signings when she did those bloody children's books when she'd go, you know when she'd be doing book signings for children's books for 335 year old homosexual men that wasn't weird at all <laughs> i know right um yeah god and some of our family, i mean the last fan party was really cool because the dancers came um her crew came aaron and the guys all came along to that to support as well so that was really nice apart from they, they all got jumped on um oh yes. yeah yeah, they they like to they like to feel like they're celebrities. So that that was fun. Do you get sent uh, remixes from her people for yeah. you know, like for your parties? Like, what are some yeah. some good ones that we may not have heard? Um, we get a lot of stuff from official and unofficial DJs. Actually, the stuff that we get from unofficial DJs is really good. So there's a British DJ called Matt Pop who uh-huh. um, has done a lot of remixes with Stock Aiken and Waterman. He has done the most amazing remix of Live to Tell that I think oh, you nice. can get on YouTube, which I would recommend everyone hits let's, up. Let's look for it, guys. Um, there is yeah, a we're going we're gonna to set up a Google Drive after this podcast is over, and you're going to drop everything. <laughs> slide a whole lot of stuff in for us because I uh, we don't have quite the same connections. And uh, <laughs> I'm also going to ask for a couple of emails after the show. But, uh, <laughs> and I digress. Um, a very famous British DJ who DJed at Heaven, uh, called Wayne G did a fantastic remix of, of Ray of Light mashed up with a song called Son of a Gun by JX which is an absolute floor filler that's another fantastic one mm. that, that we play a lot that goes down really really well her team have been really good actually we, I mean, they send us so much stuff for the parties to give away we get signed stuff when American Life came out we had a pile of Mini Coopers Celebration what? came out yeah when <laughs> Celebration came out we had a pile of those box sets and yeah that we really really do get looked after um, that's amazing yeah, we're so, lucky. We don't just get homemade promo CDs to give away. I mean, we, no. we, we, we were like a pop-up shop on the last party. <laughs> we had so much torment. <laughs> so, and, you know, not I'm not saying that you have any, you know, uh, that you're privy to any information, but do you think, I mean, in your humble opinion, do you think that we will get more remixes from Madame X or do you think that this is this is it? I think that there are some God-control ones in the closet somewhere. See, Stefan, 
you you're right. He no, keeps I saying well, all the time, uh, "There's got to be God Control remixes." Offer Nissim played his remix at that Tel Aviv rave that you went to, and <laughs> I didn't go. <laughs> he wasn't. Tony wasn't there. He just. I know he he in his mind he was he transported himself there. But I um. So I'm assuming there have to be other God Control remixes. But yeah, I mean, when we'll see them? Maybe it'll, they're holding on to them to wait for the maybe. DVD to come out. Or the first one-year so. anniversary of the Madame X release. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Um, so I, I would suspect that there's God Control mixes in the bank somewhere. I don't think yeah. there's anything. I don't think there's anything else been done. Yeah, which I, is a shame. Yeah, it is. But I was waiting, waiting for, for them. I was waiting for a Madame X like remix CD. You know, like the whole album just gets a remix treatment. Which, what, to shut people like me up, meaning that it's not yes, 125 yeah. BPM. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean, I'm still waiting for Veronica Electronica from yeah, 1997, you know. Um, I have, there's video of her saying it will be released. So mm-hmm. let's let's hold her to that, you know. There, there must be so much in the vaults. It, oh, you know, yeah. It's just frustrating. It's like the, the most, one of the last living legends on the planet and her catalog is so underrepresented both in terms of physical product and, you know, I can't even go onto Spotify and get single remixes. And stuff. Oh, it's oh, terrible. No. I was looking so for the, I was looking for the, uh, the remixes for Nothing Fails yesterday. They're not mm-hmm. on Spotify. I had to go on fucking no. SoundCloud. And I yeah. thought, why are none of these, these are not, like, this isn't Holiday. This is from 2002 American mm-hmm. Life. Why don't we have these on Spotify yet? Exactly. Yeah. You know, like we recently were talking to Donna Delore and we talked about the, you know, Don't Cry For Me Argentina, the Miami mix where Madonna actually re-sings her vocals for a remix. And that's criminally not available anywhere mm-hmm. for streaming. It's, it's like, yeah. oh, come on. I just mean, does look, not want to look back. It's really, look, it's really public, public announcement. I'm unemployed. I'm more than happy, Madonna, to <laughs> be hired on a part time basis and get your online catalog in shape. You know, that's, I'm perfectly happy to, in between doing FaceTime photo shoots and learning how to play guitar, I'm more than happy <laughs> to take that on as a job. So just putting that out there into the universe. <laughs> there are some fans that help with our YouTube, me included. So you know, that that's not beyond the realms of possibility, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I always say every year, I'm like, why? I'm like, her marketing team needs to bring me on. I, I, I would be such <laughs> an asset. Team. <laughs> well, th- I assume there's people who do some marketing for her in some way, shape or form. I, I am more than happy to be the, uh, on that team or start the team. Yeah. Any, so, any, Neil, you, anyway, I digress. You've already made it very clear that you're not a merch queen, but please tell us what is your favorite piece of Madonna memorabilia that you've collected through the years? Collected. So, um, for our wedding, we got a personalized wedding card from her, which was really. <gasps> okay, you need to tell us all really, about that. Really, really nice. <laughs> was it um, like some, st- some store bought Hallmark card <laughs> with her like, no, signature? No. no, it was almost as bad. It was an MDNA skin promo, promo photo on a card. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've I, the stuff I, I mean, the stuff that I actually display, I've got all of her albums signed, a lot of them to me and ray of light's my all-time favorite song and album so i've got a massive massive thing that she personalized for me for that as well so it's the stuff the stuff that matters to me is the stuff that 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 i know has come from her directly to me so i I don't have the biggest collection by any stretch but the stuff that i have got it means it means something so i'd say my 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 personalized signed stuff is the stuff Uh, that's really sweet that she recognized you guys on your wedding and i read about your wedding and i just had tinge of jealousy because 
you got married at Pinewood Studios, which is where uh, <laughs> most of the uh, 007, you know, James Bond films are made. And I'm a huge Bond queen. And so it's like seeing, you know, Madonna, James Bond, my two worlds come together. So tell us <laughs> about your wedding, like what Madonna songs were played at your wedding? Because I know. Oh, God. <laughs> so obviously a lot of my friends are big Madonna fans as well. So the, the wedding, the, the wedding side of it was really traditional. We had it in a big hall at, at Pinewood and it was mm-hmm. very traditional sit down affair and then stand up in a, we had a big gothic hall afterwards for speeches and stand up food. And oh. the evening we basically had the Pinewood team, uh, Pinewood Studios. It was the team that worked on the last James Bond film, actually. They built us a recreation of the confessions on a dance floor stage for everyone. I'm gonna kill Stop you. Stop it. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> Please send us photos so we can put it on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will do. So we, we, I mean, we, we had screens, we had indoor flames, we had, we recreated the entire hung up routine, including forty people climbing, kind of uh, crawling down the catwalk. It was, oh my god! It was utterly, utterly ridiculous. Did you pretend your arm was broken because that's part of it? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't wear a leotard and granny stockings. <laughs> I didn't go that much confessions. No, but we had we had the stage made. Which was was there boombox riding? There was. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, no, if you're going to recreate the confessions hung up song, you got to gyrate on top of a boombox. You have to. Yeah, I, I couldn't get down quite as deep, but you know, it was there. <laughs> oh, that sounds like an amazing day for you. It really was. We we, I mean, we took we 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 took it as a right. This is an opportunity to throw a party for all of our friends. And that, did that you fly like... in Jonas Ockerland to document the whole thing and produce <laughs> no, a DVD? I, I mean, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> you could no, recoup. You could have recouped some of the costs that way. Sell a, you know, like to all your friends who came. You know, for twenty nine ninety nine, you can buy your DVD of this exact <laughs> experience. A, yeah, here's a here's a Polaroid of me. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Neil, how long have you guys been married? Um, we've been we got married in 2018. Before that, in the UK, we couldn't get married, so we oh, had what was called a, we had what was called a civil partnership in 2008, and we got together in 99. So we've been together for 21 years almost. Well, now. congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Stefan, is it time for my favorite part of the podcast? Well, I feel like we've sort of already slid into that with the memorabilia <laughs> question. So, yeah, we let's just continue the lightning round question. Lightning round. Um, I mean, throw we, some ex- some new stuff in there. You know? Well, so obviously, I think you just already said this. Your favorite Madonna song? Ray of Light. Okay. Favorite Madonna video? Oh, no. Um, uh-huh. Oh, God. I love, off the top of your head. Oh. I love Open Your Heart. I don't know why. Oh. I just love it. It just reminds me of a really good period of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Did you go to peep shows when you were young? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to be the boy. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, Open Your Heart's filmed in a peep show. I don't know. Uh, your, so it can be from videos, concerts, photo shoots. What's your favorite Madonna look? Um, my favorite Madonna look is something to remember. Mm. I thought she was stunning in that photo shoot. She looks yeah. great in Versace. Lying, yeah, that li- lying backwards <laughs> on the staircase. We recreated that when we were trying to find the walkway in Lisbon. Yeah, uh, that, is, <laughs> that is just stunning. That look. Uh, favorite Madonna tour. Uh, I, this is controversial, sticky and sweet. Um, <gasps> oh, that would no be controversial. One ever says yeah, that. No one ever says no, that. No, they, d- they don't, and it's sad because it's Why? the closest thing. Because it's the closest thing to a greatest hit set list we're, we, we, we've ever seen. Um, hmm. I used to leave that show. A, do you know what? It felt like it wasn't a show; it was a gig. I used to feel like I'd been out clubbing by the end of it because we've been jumping up and down for two hours, and that mm. was what I. That's what I like. So I think she was probably the most athletic. Athletic, in that. yeah. I was just going to say, you know, like between jump 
jumping rope and just the dancing. And yeah. I, I mean, and what, she was dancing a lot in all of her other tours, but it just seems like super athletic and sticky and sweet. And, and I don't know when we're ever going to get a set list that includes hung up Vogue into the groove. Ray of like, give yeah. it to me. You know, just bang, 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 hits. Well, and I again. loved that. And Candy the, Shop. Don't forget Candy the, Shop. The, the European we're just going to not talk about that. <laughs> the, Euro- <laughs> the European version, you guys got the revised set list when we she did. Was, like she ne- knocked off two songs and brought in Holiday and that Frozen. amazing yeah. version of Frozen. Oh my God, yeah. I would have mm-hmm. flipped my lid if I saw and that in person. And then the Michael Jackson dance break, that yeah. was really cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth revisiting. It's actually on Amazon Prime right now, so... Do you know why so many people hate it? I think it's not not so much they didn't enjoy it at the time, but just because the 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 overdubbing of the vocals on the DVDs, so the the way people can remember it is is mm-hmm. difficult because it's that whiny, squeaky rehearsal voice that they overdubbed on it. I think that affects a lot of people. Yeah, her last it. her last few tour productions, I have not appreciated. You know, like I thought Jonas did such a great job on Confessions, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Sticky and Sweet, MDNA, and Rebel Heart. They're just so overproduced with overlaid graphics and oh. slowed down footage and the audio. It's more less her vocals and more the crowd swells that mm-hmm. yeah. it just sounds so contrived. You know that. Yeah. The, you know, I could just, you can hear somebody being like, and now raise the crowd here and now raise yeah. the crowd here. And it just like, I love the confessions tour DVD because it's from all I can tell one show with the audience yeah. that sounds exactly how they would sound. And, you know, like it sounds like a real audience as opposed to yeah. like canned audience. But Yeah. They, fi- they filmed that over two shows plus a dress rehearsal, but they took the main footage and the audio from one show. And that's, mm-hmm. what, yeah. worked. that's what worked. The, or they only cut in from other shows where they needed close up footage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as all the filmed tours, I feel like um, the confessions and girly show are the best ones there. They feel like a film, like a more realized, like, you know, like a movie, you know? Yeah, yes. Especially with a fly crawling up her tit during In This Life. That's, <laughs> That's the moment we can all treasure. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the way they film Madame X will be reverential to the show. You know, like I'm hoping some of that, with some of that leaked footage that she showed months ago, um, it, it looked promising. So It looked different. It didn't look like the visual equivalent of a migraine, which is what the last two have looked like. It's just, I, just, I can't cope with this. Neil, it's tell us how you really feel. I, know. <laughs> I often Neil, get criticized of that. <laughs> I've already decided that you're going to be uh, a, a repeat guest, if only to do stand-up comedy, because oh, you are God. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I think. <laughs> Wait, and so, Tony, I'm surprised you haven't asked him about his Belinda Carlisle. I was just getting to that. Uh, okay, so, good. We this, can't we can't end the episode without Belinda Carlisle. This podcast is <laughs> dangerously creening between becoming a Belinda Carlisle fan podcast as well because she's Is it? I mean, I don't know. In my Oh, eyes, that's news because, to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like every you know, a lot of people we speak to have a Belinda connection, which is fine with me. I mean, after Madonna and Kylie and maybe Danny, I think. No, actually no, let's let's put her after Kylie. Belinda is like one of my all-time favorites. And I see her live as much as I can here in the US, but she doesn't do a lot of solo shows here. You so. don't yeah, you guys don't get many live shows, do you, especially of the solo material? No, I mean I I there was a place, there was a venue here in New York called BB King's Blues Club and it was about 15 years ago she did a, a solo show there and it was me and 15 other people and I was in heaven. I felt like I was at my own birthday party with Belinda, you know, 
serenading me. But those moments don't happen too often, you know. Um, (laughs) She had a residency at the Cafe Carlisle this June that obviously has been canceled. But so tell us about your experiences with um, Belinda. You mentioned that you you do some work with her when she is on tour. And now that I know that, I'm going to come see her in the UK (laughs) 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 next time she's on tour. We, we didn't get the Go-Go's in the UK and we didn't get Belinda's first first album with Mad About You on it. So That's Belinda criminal. Wasn't, Belinda wasn't famous over here until Heaven in 88. which had, And the, re- the only reason I got into Belinda really was because Madonna obviously had that year off. There was no mm-hmm. new Madonna music coming out in 88. So same, I kind of flipped, flipped over to, to Belinda and a little bit of Kylie and, and kind of stayed loyal ever since. I, she, she's great. And similar to how I've got to know Madonna and Madonna's man, Madonna more Madonna's management. I, again, I don't stalk, I don't scream, I don't say I love you 3,000 times. And it's just <laughs> over years and years of them getting to know, okay, you're actually semi-balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, last, the last few years, I've got to know her really quite well. She runs a charity called the Animal People Alliance, right. um, which she co-founded, and they've done quite a few charity fundraisers. So I got involved with, with helping out on quite a few of those, which is how I got to know her quite well and help out with things like VIP meet and greets and taking the photos of fans and ferrying them round backwards and forwards. So that that's been that's been really fun a really fun thing to do she's absolutely delightful um and she's she, yeah and it's like the antithesis of madonna she completely embraces her back catalog oh and my like, god she she's such a great artist and yeah. you know when you see her perform live it's you close your eyes and it's like hearing that yeah. album. I mean, she, still, you know, she takes nothing seriously. Oh, Everything no. is in it for fun. She's she so performs zen. barefoot. Oh, I yeah. Her. Yeah. Still got the voice. She's great. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I was going to see her twice this summer also with the go-go's, but you know, until she returns, we'll make do with the go-go's documentary and showtime this summer, which I'll talk about on another forum i can't i can't do go go's <laughs> chat I'm, I'm i'm from the uk i can't do go go's chat i feel like i really failed you there and <laughs> I, know, okay. I, I know the three songs that she occasionally does in the set list over here but i'm like this doesn't go this doesn't have enough screaming guitars in it for me <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um i i mean Tell us where we can find you on social media because so um so I prefer Instagram over everything else because I like yeah. pictures more than words. Same. So um main way for me on Instagram where you can see some of our hilarious hung up wedding photos is at NS Photos, but the O's are zeros. So N S P H Zero T Zero S. It's the best way okay. to Great. best way to see stuff. I will be We'll plug you on our channel, don't worry. Oh, thank you so much. No, and also, <laughs> you know, keep keep us posted as to when your virtual Madonna event will be because we yeah. will definitely promote it. We'll definitely be there. It'll be Hello, our first, yes. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, it'll be our first event. Trust oh, me. Awesome. I, I, I'm now, you know, after you like you you mentioned that it was like a kind of like a homecoming for Madonna fans. I want to be there next time. So. Hells yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going we're booking our tickets. Mm-hmm. You have to dress up, though, because the amount of people that spend so much time and money on costumes, because quite often we theme them. So if there's not a new album out, we'll do it on the anniversary of something, say the anniversary of Like a Virgin or the anniversary of Confessions. And a load of people literally take, they don't turn up in their tour T-shirts. They'll be there in bloody wedding dresses or pulling a <laughs> pull, pulling a stuffed tiger behind them or you, know, you name it. Madonna fans are sassy. They make, they make well, an effort. Well, I I, I'm planning to win the God Control coat that she put up for raffle. So, Oh, you so- are? By hook or by crook, I'll squeeze myself into that coat. I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm going to squeeze into a jacket that fits Madonna, but I will. Like, I'll take it to a seamstress and have them refit it. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting because you're 
way, way, way over six feet tall, and she's way, way under. Yeah, it'll probably be like a waistcoat for me. It probably won't be like quite as long on me as it is on her, and they're probably going to have to. You've, you've got to. Sorry, dude. You, you've got to make sure you get a pirate hat though, and some knee braces to wear with it. You can't just wear the. You can't just no. wear the coat. You need to have oh, full no. on god control. Well, that's outfit. when I when I chatted with her at Madame X. That's how my, my friend and I had dressed up in our DIY god control outfits, and <laughs> we were all like full on, almost to an exact replica of her as best we could. So don't was worry. Was she not impressed? Is that why she was horrible to you? She did comment. She's like, "Your outfits are cute." But the Philly, like the, the Philly crowd was very rude to her and they were mm-hmm. not having the talking. I say this all the time. They were just shouting at her during her talking bits to shut up and sing. Oh. And I think it put her in a really bad mood. And so it, it, but she was, she was, you know, when you're staring her in the face, it's very all, in, you know, all inspiring. And you just, I yeah. just lost my mind. And I, what's the thing focus. you remember most about your chat? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that she asked me uh, <laughs> what was my one takeaway from the Madame X show, and I totally <laughs> blanked. I didn't even have an answer ready. It's <laughs> like she's staring at me with these crystal clear blue eyes that I've seen yeah. over and over and over again, and I'm like, uh, I'm t- t- totally tongue tied. Yeah. And she looks flawless up close like yeah. that. I was amazed at how beautiful she looked up close. Yeah. Uh, the amount of people that I know had beard chats that said exactly the same thing, eyes and complexion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing how... And that wig, that wig was flawless. Yeah. Yeah, I was staring at that wig from two rows behind her, and I was like, wow, that's a good wig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention that Madonna's standing, you know, literally a few feet away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Neil, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm sorry. My pleasure. That it's, I'm sure that it's taken us this long to have you. We've just been busy. <laughs> I'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> we need to pick a good topic for next time. Not Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Tony, you can start your Belinda Carlisle podcast, and you can chat with Neil there. And yeah, the five of us can tune in. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my god, we can talk about all those incredible releases that you guys got in the UK the last few years. I can't even. What is it yeah, about we, America? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, um, well, we want to say, Neil. yeah, stay safe. Um, I'm glad that you guys are doing well in London and that you're, you know, coming out of, you know, the tunnel as it were. And, um, we're so grateful for all of you guys listening to us, especially during this time. I've really enjoyed been, you know, putting out content with Stefan, you know, every week or every other week, you know, it helps us and I'm hoping that it helps you pass the time and, you know, think of Madonna and think of going outside and, you know, maybe going to a party and dancing to holiday in the summer. God, won't Mm, that be fun? Frolicking (laughs) down a walk down a street and frolic like she does in a love profusion video, you know, (laughs) just waving Um, your hands around flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Um, But yeah, please, you know, like and subscribe rate and review we are on apple podcasts we are on spotify we're on luminary google play Play, anywhere that you listen to podcasts we will be there yes and um until next time thanks guys thanks for joining us everybody bye bye